Hola, welcome back to the Label 1976 podcast. It is your host, True Straub. Yes, I am back. Went on a little hiatus, but I am back. I'm never going anywhere. Like the roaches at your friend house that is always asking you to come over and you never want to go because the roaches ain't going nowhere. I wouldn't know anything about that personally, but I watch a lot of TV. At any rate, how you guys doing? It's fall. It's finally fall, y'all. Can y'all believe it? So much is going on and so much has happened since the last time I actually put up an episode, but we's in here. Yeah, it's so much to really talk about. It's so much to catch up on. I just want to say I miss doing this and that's what I'm here to do and also here to do it for you guys. So I want to start off with my movie review this time because I am telling you, I was enthralled in the fall of the House of Usher. This is going to go from probably, I'm going to skip around a lot because I'm that series, it did something to me. It really did. I want to watch it again, honestly. It derives from an uh, Edgar Allan Poe poem. I'm just, it was, it was the most for me. It was so beautifully written. And I know that we're going through writer strikes right now. And everything going on with that and the actors being in solidarity with the writers as they should. But I'm telling you, man, that is a great series. I'm not going to do any spoilers, but I got so many new actors from that series that now I'm going to be following in the daylight with a flashlight. It's so diverse. It was diverse. It was some in there that were British. They might not they may not feel a lot of ways about us Americans, but I do feel some kind of way about them and their accent. How close in proximity that our dialects are. How the same kind of slang that they use, you can understand exactly what they're stating whenever I'm sure if you were to go visit over there and they were to come over here. It's the same kind of thing. I mean, it all is English. It's not like I'm saying anything profound. The show was really good. Again, I don't want to give spoiler alerts, but I do want to mention some of the actors that I will be following. Woman that plays uh, the main character, which I like to say is consequent. I'll just call her that. But she's beautiful in it. The wardrobe in this series i'm really big on fashion as well if you guys don't know the wardrobe in this whole series was off the chain and she looked great the whole time how poetic their words were that's why i say just writers are so important so important in movies and so important in psychological thrillers and sometimes i sit and think like how can you remember a whole poem like that you put it in a poetic way but then you also have to do your acting chops to get it all together remember it and you sit there with emotion and convey it to your fellow actor that you're sitting there probably chastising or giving them a consequence i say that to say some poetry is just really dull so some poetry you're just like if you don't pass me that chicken i don't know what we're talking about right now i know it's supposed to be a sweet thing and that you're trying to you know do the most and Take your panties off 2023 uh, for the end of the year kind of thing. But this isn't working for me kind of thing. And then you have some poetry that's like uh, one of my favorite movies, Death Proof, where the woods are deep and we have promises to keep sort of thing where the poetry can go under, go underneath to make you really think about what they really meant. And with Edgar Allan Poe, he was so dark, but also a point in it storyteller so the original story of the fall of the house of usher was this 
man that goes and visits his friend he hadn't seen in a long time. And when he goes and sees his friend, he's he's viewing that his friend is pretty much uh, sick and he's ailing from some unknown disease that his friend didn't tell him about. So whenever he sees him, he's wondering why everybody around him is not saying anything about how horrid he looks and getting him any assistance or why he doesn't have a live-in nurse type of thing. So hence the fall of the House of Usher because this man was really well-to-do. So the whole point of the show is that it's this well-to-do family. With this well-to-do family, they have all these different kids has acquired over all these different years after he divorced his first wife. So when he finds out that, you know, he's in legal troubles, they try to see who is snitching to the feds about certain things. I'm just going to leave it there. So I beseech you guys to watch it. It's a good show. I will say that the characters in it, like I was stating, the main character, Carla Ruggino, you have Ruth Cod, you have uh, Rahul Khalili, you have Samantha Slowen, Bruce Greenwood, he's a Hollywood veteran. You have Mark Hamill, hadn't seen him in forever. Uh, Mary McDonald, she's the sister of the actual uh, patriarch of the House of Usher. You have the son, uh, which is prosperous. You have like so many different personalities, characters, and just different vibes of people that are in the show, included in the show. Two more I do want to say, though, is Kate Siegel, which she's the creator of the actual show's wife. Um, Kate Siegel, she plays Camille. She's She's a really good actress, and I think she's also a stunt woman, and she's in all his stuff. She's in all Michael uh, Flanagan stuff. And one more is, her name is Tania Miller, and she goes, her her actual character is Victorine. Now, she is from uh, England, but I want to say that she's African. So, but her stuff, her catalog is really good, too. Like, I've seen a few of her movies. I can't think of all of them off top right now, but... Hey, you guys should watch it. And if you don't watch it, I'm sure you're going to hear about it for a little while until everybody catches up and watches it. I've heard some people have watched it. I'm a part of this little group, this horror horror series group, horror movies group, um, Facebook group, and it, no one can stop talking about it. But then some people feel like, hey, it's boring. I couldn't get through the first episode. So to each his own, but that is... That is the label 1976 movie review. Watch it. Um, and if you do watch it, let me know. Send me a message. You know, you can always email me at label976 at gmail.com and we can chit chat about it. For my things you possibly perhaps didn't know, I wanted to speak a little bit about semi trucks. And I know that sounds weird, but really it's about semi trucks and where that bar at the bottom of the truck derives from. It kind of looks like a stepping bar to get in inside the back of the trailer. That bar is called a Mansfield bar. Follow me here. Marilyn Monroe had a arch nemesis, or she deemed her her arch nemesis back in the day. Just like all the female artists have these days, all the female actresses have these days. And her name was Jane Mansfield. Now, Jane Mansfield is Mariska Haggerty from SVU, Olivia Benson, Law and Order. That's that was her mother. 
So whenever her mother passed, she was two years old. The story goes that Jane was in the front seat with two other people, her then husband and another adult and three of her children at the time. For some reason, they were there were other trucks that were blowing. They were killing mosquitoes with some kind of fog that was going on. And her husband didn't see the fog that they were spraying around. And before he knew it, whenever everything cleared, there was a semi truck in front of them. The car hits. It's a convertible. The car hits the back of the semi truck and slides under the freaking truck. All the adults in the front seat were decapitated. All the kids lived. The, the adults were decapitated and the dog and all the kids lived. But that was pretty much a rumor. They're just stating that Jane's wig was found outside of the car. So they felt like she was decapitated. But she did die on scene. Like she died as soon as they, they collided. Which, you know, whenever someone dies that fast like that, I always feel like it's a grace. Because that could have been suffrage and brain damage. And you would have been vegetable. And it could have been a, a number of things. So Jane, she died at 34. And now there's a federal law. It's an actual federal law called the Mansfield Law that requires for semi-trucks to have a Mansfield bar. Um, good for her and good for her family. At the time, in 1968, it was two wrongful death lawsuits filed on behalf of her. Uh, they got $4.8 back then in 1968. That's the equivalent to $50 million now. And that federal law that was passed, that's a good, good law. It is. But everybody just needs to stay up off the tail of these tractor trailers. But if it's a freak accident like that was, yeah, that, that couldn't have been prevented if, you know, they're sitting out here spraying pesticides in the air. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode. But rest in peace to Jane Mansfield. And that is the end of my things you possibly perhaps didn't know. I hope you learned something. My topic for this episode is going to be Alicia Danielle. I actually recorded this in September. It made me really upset, so my voice does change. I think we all have different voices at different times. I just know that when I recorded this and I listened back to it a few times, I'm a perfectionist, and I, I didn't put it up, but I feel like her story needs to be heard, so I'm going to go ahead and put it up. I have a lot of this kind of stuff, this kind of stuff meaning where I record something and I don't put it out or I critique myself to death because I'm a perfectionist and then I have so I end up having this material that I feel like wasn't up to par for me but somebody else may get something from it and I'm all about being informative to my listeners anyone that wants to just know something you can turn this on and always learn something type of thing I always end everything with that you guys know that so this will be another story that hopefully you'll learn something but as I stated, it, it has been previously recorded. I want to speak about every time I get up on here. I feel like my platform is for awareness. Awareness of the community uh, that I find myself in. Not to say it's a community and just the uh, community of being a black woman. Femicide is at an all-time high. I want to say that. It, 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 it hurts my heart really, really bad. It does. I have to stay abreast of these situations because they they'll hit on it as soon as it happens and then after that they won't tell you what the person got they won't tell you the charges they won't tell you if they're in jail they won't tell you if they got off they won't tell you if it's first second or third degree or manslaughter they won't tell you any of those things and I find myself always trying to 
figure out what happened after this. And this one, this one didn't hit home more than any of the other ones that were more gruesome, but this is still something I want to talk about. This is about the Michigan man that killed his wife after she found out about his down low lifestyle. I thought we were over this. I thought that guys were coming out. Uh, transgenders are transgenders. Everybody is everything they want to be. We got they, thems, those. We have everything, right? And I'm not trying to be facetious when I state that. I'm just saying I don't, I don't understand how this is still happening is what I mean when I state this. This actually happened almost like three months ago now. The crazy thing to me is, is that there are no updates online about it. And this happened on August 22nd of this year. A Michigan man gunned down his wife when she served him with divorce papers six months after they tied the knot. Marcus Lofton, Grand Rapids, shot his wife, Alicia Danielle Lofton, multiple times on August 17th. Her body was found outside of a house on Adam Street and Union Avenue. Police arrested Marcus after spotting him walking in the 1200 block of North Avenue Northeast on August 18th. Marcus was arraigned on first-degree murder and possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony. He's being held in jail without bond. According to the court documents, Alicia was granted an order of protection against her husband. Her Facebook friend stated that she filed for divorce after she found out he was involved in a romantic relationship with another man. On the popular Whose Man Is This Facebook page, I'm always going to give my, my commentary. I just am. But uh, what? He was on the popular Whose Man Is This Facebook page. A man who looks similar to Marcus was recently recorded having an intimate encounter with a gay man. How are you able to put up an intimate encounter with a gay man on Facebook? First, how are you able to put up an intimate encounter on Facebook? The other man later uploaded a video on Facebook where Alicia's friends alerted her to it. So her homegirl sent her this. She's hella embarrassed. I mean, obviously, right? She served him with divorce papers on August 16th, told him she was selling the house. They argued. He then grabbed Alicia's, her own gun, Glock 9mm handgun, from a drawer and tried to pistol whip her with it. According to the affidavit, he told police the gun went off, striking Alicia. She then fled into a bedroom and locked the door. So she was already shot. Understand that, striking her. He then forced the door open and found his wounded wife trying to climb out of the window to get away from him. He then shot her numerous times before he fled. That's that. She passed. My thing is, I was speaking to someone earlier about this case because I knew I was going to record about it. My thing is just like, why? If you are bisexual and you want to be with a man or you want to be with both, you should have told her that. Or if you don't want to do it, there is no such thing anymore as down low. It shouldn't be. For what? But why is it? Everything is so accepted these days. And that's going to be another episode. My thing is that why did he have to kill her, take her life? Because she found out she was just trying to leave. She don't want to be a part of it. If she doesn't want to be with a bisexual man, that's fine. What? It doesn't even say anything about children. 
they don't even have kids. So why can't I just leave with my life and you just be with your man or or just have sex with men? It's fine. Like, what is so wrong with that? It didn't say anything about her judging him or whatever, or maybe their family, you know, he probably knew what the family was going to say at the end. I don't know. This is all speculation. I just don't understand why femicide is at an all-time high whenever you should just be trying to live your life, dude. Like, what's going on? Why are you so upset that I know about how you are or whatever? Like, what's wrong with that? Why can't I live my life? And God was going to really let her live. And it's not about being religious kind of thing. If she still survived after you shot her twice or one time and she was trying to get away from you, why would you chase her to just kill her? Did you want to go to jail? And I told it's so it's not funny, but I was like, you know, it just reminds me of that Chris Tucker saying whenever he was on that bus going, I think it was money train or something like that. He's like, I want to go to jail. I want to see all my friends. Whenever you go to jail like that, it's like, are you trying to go? Because you go, you're not going to be on the top. You're going to be on the bottom because you killed someone that loved you. So what was that about? And I can't find anything about this story. Like, I can't find any um, updates on it. But this is just, it's its horrible. It's horrible. This young lady lost her life, and she was beautiful. So, I'm telling you, Alicia Danielle Lofton. My condolences to her family, and I hope he gets, uh, I guess, what he wanted in jail. For my Label 1976 music spotlight, I wanted to spotlight Brick and Lace. I used to love Brick and Lace to death. I still do love them. Uh, it's such a trip that I found uh, Nyla, which was the lead singer, the older sister, on Instagram just here recently, and they're coming back out. But Brick and Lace, they pretty much were a Jamaican-American dance hall, R&B, reggae fusion type of group, and Akon bought them out initially. And I may have spoken about this before, I think he dropped the ball on them. He did. They both write now. They write different songs for different artists. If you look at them now, they both have children. They're both married. They've toured internationally in Kenya, Nigeria, uh, Rwanda, Senegal, Tanzania, Uganda, Zimbabwe. They're Grammy Award winning. And I don't think a lot of people know about them, but they had like two these two different songs that you may know. Your Love is Wicked. Oh, and Never Never. And that is my label 1976 music spotlight. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please be sure to follow the podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. I'm on every platform. So just type in label 1976 and you will see my um, icon come up and subscribe, follow Tell your friends about it if you enjoy it. Also, you can always email me at label. You have to spell out the 976 at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram at true underscore straub, S-T-R-A-U-B. Um, also, I am on Twitter, but I think now you guys have to pay to subscribe to it or something. So I'm sure I'm going to fall off of it because... I don't like the rhetoric, and you don't tell me what to do. I tell you. I tell you. That's how I feel about the person that runs Twitter now. At any rate, yeah. 
you guys make sure that you tune in and and just follow uh, these are going to be coming way more now, uh, more regularly, like it was in the beginning. So just be sure to look out for it, follow, and as always, please remember, it's good to be loved, but it's profound to be understood. <laughs>